This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, for so many people, that high school romance or even that junior high school, maybe even that elementary school romance brings back memories for you. Not all of them good, some of them bad. As we know, being a teenager isn't always easy. So is it even a good idea for teens to date in high school? Well, that is the subject of a very interesting new study out from the University of Georgia. To talk more about it, we're joined now by our producer, Claire Allen, who was also fascinated by this story. Yeah, I found it to be very interesting because, Simi, oftentimes we hear that uh, teen dating is really important for in- for developing interpersonal and intrapersonal uh, skills. But then what about teens who have no interest in dating or just don't end up dating throughout their high school or junior year um, years? What, what is about, that good what, or bad? Like yeah. what happens? If we hear that dating is important for development or people say these are benchmarks that kids should meet, does that mean that people that do not date are social misfits? I'm not, I hadn't given it a lot of thought before as someone I had a high school boyfriend and I hadn't really thought about people that didn't date. But as you said, this study from the University of Georgia had some very interesting findings. So the uh, researcher, one of the researchers, her name is Brooke Douglas, and she is the co-author of the study and a doctoral student in the health uh, Department of Health Promotion at the University of Georgia. And I asked her why she wanted to look more closely at the issue of teen dating. My co-author and I were really interested in learning more about um, adolescents who were not dating throughout their adolescent years. We know that romantic relationships during adolescence are very common. In fact, I think the majority of adolescents have been involved in some type of romantic relationship by 15 to 17 years of age. And so we have learned that researchers in this field suggest that romantic or dating a romantic partner is really considered normal behavior during teenage years. It's considered to be um, on time or typical for adolescents. So we wondered, okay, well, what does this suggest about adolescents who are not pursuing romantic relationships or are not dating throughout their adolescent years? Because we also learned that romantic relationships are very important for individual development and well-being. And so does that mean that, you know, teens who are not dating during this time are somehow maladjusted or social misfits because they don't typically follow what is considered the norm? So that's kind of how we got interested in examining um, students who are actually not dating throughout their adolescent years. All right, that is Brooke Douglas, the co-author of this study. So she clearly has a deep interest in this topic. Yeah, definitely. And so I was curious about, you know, how did they conduct this study? Was it just like a a little worksheet that they passed around or what? But it actually, Simi, was a years-long piece of research. So pretty interesting. So she explains it a little bit more. My co-author, Dr. Pamela Pinas, she actually published a study in 2013, which followed a group of adolescents from Georgia from 6th grade to 12th grade. And each spring semester, um, students indicated whether they had dated. They reported on a number of social and emotional factors, including, you know, what their relationships were like with their friends at home and at school, as well as symptoms of depression. And then we also had um, teachers completing questionnaires rating each student's behavior in areas such as like their social skills, uh, leadership skills, and levels of depression. So we used that data from that study to 
examine whether 10th grade students who had reported no or very infrequent dating during that seven-year period, how they compared on an emotional and social level with their skills um, to those who were actually dating frequently during that time period. Okay, I wonder what they classify as like frequently. Is that somebody who always has a boyfriend or a Mm -hmm. girlfriend? Uh, You know, she didn't really say that, but it's just... She mentioned that their relationships would vary in length. So I think it was just any experience with being in a relationship in your high school years. Um, So as you heard there, they looked at a big, uh, large uh, chunk of people. Yeah. And uh, throughout a certain... Almost like from sixth grade to twelfth grade. It's a long time. That's a very for those are formative, formative years, years in a teenager's life. Yes, and years where dating would likely happen at some point or come up at some point. And yeah. so, as we heard in the introduction, they were specifically looking at people, teenagers who did not date, and the results were actually quite positive for teens that do not engage in dating. We actually found that um, non-dating students, they're actually doing pretty well. Um, More specifically, we found that adolescents who were not in romantic relationship, they had good social skills, low depression, and they were kind of doing better than some of their peers that were dating. And so what does this tell us? This tells us that, you know, this notion that non-daters are maladjusted It's not really true, (laughs) at least within this age group. We see that they're actually doing just fine and are healthy. That's so interesting. So then that's kind of a social myth, right? That, oh, you need to have some kind of high school romance experience because it's good for you socially and for your development. Definitely. I mean, I've heard from people in my family that have younger kids that buy into that idea that, oh, they should have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school and parents that are a little worried that their son or daughter does not. I've heard people in my own family have said like, oh, we're a little concerned or like we're hoping that he or she finds somebody or, you know, just in high school. Yeah. Just like, to, I don't think that's just a big have, deal. I think because they think that experience is so valuable. But as we learned in the study that actually it it's seems a, like it might be more valuable for your own mental health and social well-being to mm-hmm. not date, which I thought was really interesting. And I did ask uh, Brooke Douglas about the correlation, if they were able to see why there was such a high correlation uh, of depression with teens who actually do date. Um, They didn't actually look specifically at why, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that the heartbreak that goes along with teen dating and usually teens' first experience of heartbreak obviously contributes to the reports of a higher rate of depression. But also just the stress that comes along with being in a relationship. Well, Maybe it's a these coaster ride. Yeah, and also as a teen, you are your brain's still developing, you've got hormones going on. So it's just maybe it's a it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I don't know. Are Looking you back at my own from history, experience, Claire. I thought it was really interesting because I think as someone who, you know, looked back on their teenage years and looked at the study, I definitely agree that I I don't know if dating in my high school years was actually, you know, something I should have participated in. Well, believe it or not, our Gord McDonald had a very good point about this when we I'm talked sure about he it earlier. He did. <laughs> he said, what's tough for parents on this is if you've got a child who really does believe that it's part of growing up mm-hmm. and they want to date somebody, they'll just not tell their parents. They'll, yeah. they'll find a way to do it anyway. Yes, I don't think... I mean, this isn't... What Even I, if a parent says, 
I don't want, I don't you, want dating you dating anybody. Date. It's not good for you. They'll still find a way to do it if they want yeah, to. Yeah, and we've heard all those like TV dads being like, my daughter can't date, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And you always hear about the daughter dating. It's always some TV episode. Exactly. And I don't think Brooke Douglas and her co-author were actually looking at for this to be sort of like a, a solid answer for parents. Like, this is an example of why your kid shouldn't date. Right. Don't let them date. But I think this was like, <laughs> if your child is not interested in dating, this isn't cause for alarm. This doesn't mean that your child is, you know, developmentally not at par with other kids that have had relationships or risks, you know, not being socially with it or whatever. It's really just saying that, you know, it's not the end of the world world if your child doesn't date. There's some benefit there. There are some, the report shows that there are some benefits for kids that do not date. Yeah, so you could say, listen, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I you've guess got it's a, a lifetime really... to date and do all that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, so you have a lifetime of heartbreak ahead of you, oh, kids. <laughs> no, I really want to hear about your high school experiences. No, but I, th- I think it's a really interesting study and um, also one that we don't, we don't, we're only starting to hear a lot about how. Um, relationships in those formative years impact your the rest of your life, right? Like relationships oh, you have. It can scar people for life, though, if their high school relationship doesn't go well. Exactly. Or, you know, the type of person that they get into a relationship with can impact what future relationships decisions they make, whether they are in an abusive relationship or whatever. We're only starting to really look at how those patterns continue on in life. So I just thought this was a really interesting study because it looks at no dating at all. <laughs> I wonder, like, I'm sure everybody has a story, right, about dating in high school. Some people will, I'm sure, write me and tell me that they're married to their high school sweetheart and everything is great. And that's lovely if it works out. But for most people, it doesn't. It does not. (laughs) I also think, like, marrying your high school sweetheart was probably more common in decades past than it is now. Right, because that's something you and I talked about when we first looked at this study is that that's some back in the day. That's where you met, met your, spouse. your spouse. Yeah, sixties and seventies, and maybe even into the early eighties. Like exactly. that's where you met your significant. And as other. people are getting married later in life, we just don't see high school sweethearts at such a high rate as we used to. Yeah, exactly. All right, interesting. We'll have to get. Pe- you, did you. you want to write in with your story? I can make it anonymous uh, if you want. I've got a novel I could write about. Oh, just about. <laughs> interesting story. Thank it's you. Very interesting. Thank yes. you for Thank that. Thank you, Claire. Claire. That is our producer Claire Allen talking about dating in high school and whether or not it is good for a teen's essential mental health. Right, a lot of parents, as Claire mentioned, feel like, oh, it's good for their development. It's good to get them that, that experience. Like, yes, they should have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school. The study from the University of Georgia says, whoa, pump the brakes on that, parents. That might not be the best thing for your teen.